Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast, presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook, and it is a gigantic week in college football. Of course, we got all the bowl games all week. Then we have the college football playoff national semifinals, which we will break down at the end of the show. And, of course, the New Year's Day Bowls as well. The New Year's Six should be awesome. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Those of you that check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can, of course, check out the helmets, the game balls, everything behind me. I got a nice little setup. Shout out to my wife for that. I wouldn't have had any idea how to do any of that stuff. She did that years ago, and it just turned out that we all do all this video stuff. Hit me up on social, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. And if you listen to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, you know I got all kinds of awesome press passes. I will be doing the FCS Championship game. Would love to give you guys some of these press passes. All you have to do is go ahead, take advantage of any of the sponsors at RossTucker.com, and then email me that and ask a question. Ask a question of Emery, the star of the show, any prospect, any anything. He, of course, is Emery Hunt at F-Ball Game Plan on Twitter, Football Game Plan on YouTube. He's like the original YouTube star. And then it's the best draft guide I'm aware of. I am not... And I look, I know all the draft gurus, okay? I know them all, like them all. Nobody knows as many people as Emory. Nobody has the FCS, D2, D3. I mean, all these conferences hire him to be like the guru of their conference. Even my Ivy League picked him over me. This guy knows what he's talking about. The great Emory Hunt. Emory, let's dive right into it. And I want to start with Houston and Auburn. Uh, So many interesting facets of this game. Auburn's favored by two and a half. Now, I did Houston's last regular season game against UConn. They've got some legit guys, including cornerback Marcus Jones. Now, I don't believe he's going to play, but I still am glad that that's who you want to talk about 
because I'm curious to get your thoughts on Marcus as a prospect. Well, and you know how I feel. Number one, foundational scouting for me, size is not a skill. If you're good enough, you're big enough. And when you watch him play, you see a guy that rises to the occasion every time, is not afraid to challenge one-on-one, does a good job with his footwork, his mirroring, matching skills. If he's playing on the boundary, he knows how to wall guys off. He's a sideline as his friend. He attacks the ball when it's in the air. He So he has great ball skill skills and ball instincts. Um, and so to me, he's ideally what you want out there in the secondary. And the icing on the cake is that he's a bonus A-plus special teamer. So someone that can play right away within your your defense so because he could play any one of the three corner spots, someone that could help you out immediately on special teams. He's, a he's to me, an impact player, someone that you definitely have to take on day one or day two. Well, I mean, his numbers as a returner, he's got nine returns for touchdowns in his career, which is just ridiculous. One more, and he breaks the all-time Division One record, which is incredible. And he's going up against an Auburn team that now has T.J. Finley at quarterback now that Bo Nix has transferred to Oregon. I got to tell you, Emery, at some point, I don't know if it's the start of spring ball or the start of two days next year, someone needs to give me a list of, like, the transfers that matter and, like, who left where to go. I'm so focused on the NFL, I, like, can't keep track of it. Yeah, listen, I, I'm a big college basketball fan, um, love college basketball, and I get the college basketball preview every year. Uh, when Streets and Smiths was out, I used to get that one. Uh, but now that they are no longer in business, I get the Lindy's one. And in both magazines, I used to be shocked at how this worked in basketball. Just, you know, there are three to four pages of incoming transfers. I'm like, damn, that's a lot. But when you think about how many – D1 basketball programs there are. Um, you know, it makes sense. There's over 300 something. Imagine if FCS and FBS was one division. That's what basketball is like. Um, so you have all of these schools over 300 plus. So you have a lot of transfers. Like, man, that's just bizarre behavior. But we're seeing that in football now to the point where I, I was texting with a coach yesterday. I was like, man, why even have signing day if half these guys going to transfer next year? You know, it's just so bizarre to see. It's, it's, you know, I get it. They, I like that the student athlete has ownership of their situation, but there there should be some sort of guardrails in place because the, I don't want to sound like the old guy yelling at the cloud. You know, you hey, what ha- just because you don't play right away as a freshman, now you're up and transferring. Um, you know, so what happened to competition? Because where are you going to go next? You're going to have to compete. They recruit behind you uh, to replace you. That's going to be that's commonplace in college football. So. You know, it just it just seems so bizarre that this is where we are in football to where basketball, it you know, okay, I get it, it makes sense. But football, it, it probably only makes sense for the quarterback because only one guy can play. What uh, what do you think of T.J. Finley? Really good prospect, man. And, um, you know, this is someone that was uh, – he was a big kid at in high school. He, he slimmed down a little bit. Uh, you saw him get his weight under control when he was at LSU – and now he's at Auburn, and this is all about his future development. So you want to see growth within this game. And this is why I love bowl games, because I love matchups, and the matchups makes the bowl games more intriguing. He's going up against a great defense, so this is just yet another step in the progression for T.J. Finley, because we saw him play solid ball um, in spurts against Alabama in the Iron Bowl, 
And I want to see if he can build on that and really explode against Houston and give Auburn fans a lot to look forward to for next year. Because, again, no Tank's big, Tank Bigsby as well. Uh, he's transferring. Um, so this is the T.J. Finley show, in my opinion. Auburn laying two and a half. What are you doing? Taking Houston in the points here. I, I think Houston's defense is really good. Auburn, again, you don't know who's playing because of the draft, who's not playing because of transferring out. So I just feel like Houston, as a as a as an American Athletic Conference team, will have more continuity enough to in this bowl game to play, and then we'll start to hear how the SEC didn't take this bowl game seriously because it wasn't a national championship game. Uh, it's hilarious. Um, it, it is honestly hilarious how they say that every game that <laughs> they lose. Only if they lose, though. Only if they lose. If they win, they'll they say, "Yeah, see, we're the best." It, it drives me crazy. You know what else drives me crazy? If there's a light on my dashboard and I don't know what's wrong with my car. The free fix finder service at AutoZone, you can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, including your check engine light, ABS light, and service interval light. The free fix finder will give you possible solutions for your light, all backed by verified technicians. It'll even send you your full results in a detailed fix finder report straight to your email. So you'll have all the information you need to take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. Listen, it's the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes. And you can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Emery, let's get to uh, Tuesday night's game. I don't even know the names of these bowls. I don't care. It's UCLA, NC State. NC State's favored by two. UCLA's quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I feel like he's been there 10 years now. Yeah, absolutely. And we're still waiting to see if he's going to actually declare for the draft or come back for the 11th year at UCLA. So we don't know. But at least we know he's playing in this game. And someone that I think has a, a really good – uh, opportunity here in the Holiday Bowl to to, to really stake that claim um, to a, a draftable quarterback. I, you, you watch someone like Josh Johnson play, and you see Dorian Thompson Robinson. So you see a pathway for him. And I've said this before: when people always say, "Oh, it's not a great quarterback class," like, listen, man, it's it is always a great quarterback class because there's always opportunity to upgrade the position on your roster. We've seen multiple times over in this NFL season how strong you have to be at the QB2 spot. Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, as he's affectionately known, is someone that gives you quality at the QB2 spot with the, you know, a trek to being a QB1, but he's ideally suited to be a QB2. And we saw him take major steps forward this year uh, from a decision-making standpoint. Um, we know he's a dual threat. There are some times in this game, I love to bring up the Colorado game of last year and how he just was making some ridiculous throws at all levels of the field, especially deep down the field. And so this is another game, a spotlight game, one of the, one of the few bowl games that's actually happening, and he's going to play in it. So I'm excited to see how he does. NC State's been churning out a bunch of O-linemen. They obviously got a stud this year. 
But you want to talk about one of the other guys, Grant Gibson. Yeah, again, you talk about this offensive line factory, you know, in Raleigh right now. And NC State has done a great job in not only preparing guys for the pros, but developing guys. Guys are able to cross train across the board. And I, I love the the versatility of, of Grant Gibson and what he brings to the table. Everything about his game to me is is consistent, is solid from footwork to hand placement to how he's able to, to get off blocks and get to the second level, um, works well in unison with, with others. So all of the things that you want to see from an offensive lineman because of the, the program he's come from and how they've developed this position uh, speaks volumes. So you can I can say you can't go wrong with an NC State offensive lineman, and Gibson seems to be a really good one. All right, NC State is favored in this one by two. Another close spread, Emery. What do you got? Yeah, this should be a fun game, man. I think all of the key players are playing. In this game, especially for NC State, we know about their receiver, Mecca Mezzi, um, and, you know, Bo Knight, the, the, the running back, and, and what they bring to the table on defense. So I love the matchup here, but I'm going to take UCLA in the points. I think the quarterback play is the difference. And so for me, I trust DTR over Leary and, and what they're going to do out there at NC State. Got it. Uh, next up, we've got Clemson against Iowa State. By the way, uh, UCLA, NC State, the Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl used to always be the one growing up that it was like 52-49 was the final score every year. <laughs> every like, year. Like, like Penn State against BYU or something. And Ty Detmer, Blair Thomas. <laughs> that's what I remember about the Holiday Bowl. Now we got Clemson and Iowa State. I think Brian's telling me this is the Cheez-It Bowl. Which one's the Cheez-It Bowl? Which one's the Holiday Bowl, Brian? Now I'm confused. At any rate. Holiday um, was, was UCLA, uh, NC State. And then we think Clemson, Iowa State's Cheez-It Bowl. I got to tell you, by the way, Cheez-Its are delicious. They are fantastic. The white that's been a, I've been a huge Cheez-It fan for a long time. It's my favorite snack cracker. Easily. That, that's the one that, that I used to always get in the vending machines, uh, the sleeper candies that and, and treats that no one, everyone was focused on Lay's or Doritos. I'm like, yo, these Cheez-Its are banging. And the white cheddar ones are terrific. Now, I, I prefer original. I prefer original. I mean, I can have the white cheddar, but I, I mean, man, I there are times, because my dad was a big Cheez-It guy, I would go through a whole box of cheeses watching a football game. <laughs> I would I would take down over the course of football game. I would take down the whole bowl of cheeses, a whole bag. Uh, all right, Clemson, Iowa State. I mean, strange times. Both teams very disappointing. And Clemson's laying a point and a half. They got a a young stud corner in Andrew Booth Jr. I just think that he is. He has fantastic eyes in terms of trusting what he sees and has tremendous explosiveness and acceleration to drive on the ball, drive on the ball carrier, drive on a receiver. And so for me, he's someone I think that's that's equipped to play in either a man's uh, predominantly man scheme or predominantly zone scheme because of how well he's able to, to read, react and drive on the ball. I know for a fact he's probably not going to play in this ball game. Um, because he's he's going to be a you know a high draft pick or a first round pick, but man, this dude is so fun to watch because his eyes and his instincts 
are, are lockstep. He trusts what he sees and has the athleticism to get there, which was, makes him a, a top-tier prospect. Uh, Iowa State, speaking of guys that feel like they've been there a while, uh, tight end Charlie Kohler for Iowa State feels like he's been there a while. Yeah, he and Brock Purdy, have be, they should have statues, um, not just by the stadium, but on campus because they've been there for so long. They, they have, have done something uh, tremendous for that university with how long they've been, the longevity, the tenure uh, at Iowa State is, is outstanding. But Kohler, you know, people – will ignore good chasing great. And to me, Kohler is a good tight end, good prospect. You could win with good. You don't have to go and get, you know, who's the next Antonio Gates? Who's the next Jimmy Graham uh, with the Saints? Who's the next, uh, you know, Mike Dick or Travis Kelsey? Man, give me someone that's going to get open in the seam, catch the ball, make things happen, keep the chains moving, and also be a good threat inside the red zone. That's Charlie Kohler. Give me that guy 10 times out of 10. I'm going to give you an effective offense as a result. I think that's a pretty good point. People get so enamored with upside and potential and these guys that can maybe be stars, you kind of lose sight of it's kind of nice just to have a guy that's good at everything. Like you watched that game last night, Dalton Schultz, you know, guys like that, just good, just solid. Um like Chad Lewis for the Eagles when he was just you know, give me someone like Chad Lewis, man. Like dependable, solid, productive. That's all. I, that's all I need. Productive offense as a result. Clemson's laying only a point and a half. What are you doing? This is a Clemson is in the ACC, but they definitely benefit from that SEC. Uh, you know, mystique of if they lose this game, eh, it, it wasn't really trying. It wasn't the playoff. How motivated were they for this game? they win it to shows you how good of a program Clemson is and how dominant they are. So to me, this means more for Iowa state. And this is the type of game Iowa state wins that gets them put in the top 10 the following year in the preseason poll. So this is a fantastic narrative ball game because if they win, you're going to have Matt Campbell, man, he should be an NFL head coach. He should be one of the top, you know, coaching candidates for any inter any open power five job, uh, because they beat Clemson, and they didn't beat Clemson in the regular season or in the you know, playoffs. They beat them in the cheesy bowl, but they won't. They'll leave that part out. So, definitely a narrative bowl game. And I'm side with Iowa State. I think they'll. It means more for them to win this one than Clemson. Um, I I want to get to the next game, which is Tennessee and Purdue. Uh, but first, overcoming the odds, rewriting the playbook, delivering under pressure, the MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. All right, Emery, Tennessee and Purdue. Seems like there's always a bunch of SEC Big Ten matchups Arkansas, Penn State's another. But let's talk Tennessee, Purdue, and Tennessee wide receiver, Vellis Jones. Yeah, and and they playing in the Music City Bowl, which is just like the Liberty Bowl. I feel like these those two games always have fascinating matchups that tend to come down to the wire. This should be a really good matchup. Vellis Jones is a good uh, receiver after the catch. I think he has great rack skills. 
Um, also one of these guys that can help you out in a return game. And I think he's his underrated attribute is his acceleration because he doesn't look like he's running fast, but you have to be fast to return kickoffs. But when you see him with the ball in his hands, he knows how to pull away from defenders. So I think he's one of these guys that's going to be a solid uh, number two receiver at the NFL level um, that can help you out on special teams. But I love his ability after the catch. That's what makes him, to me, a really good pro prospect. And then on the other side, Purdue's got a safety, Chris Jefferson. I don't believe David Bell or Karloftis are playing in this game. I'm not sure. I, I, I know those guys are both turning pro. Yeah, and, and Jefferson is someone that's going to be a pro uh, because he has tremendous ball skills. And a lot of people may not have been familiar with him coming into the season, but I definitely was because he transferred in from Findlay, uh, a strong Division II program out there in Ohio uh, where he had 17 intercepts last year, something ridiculous uh, at Findlay, transferred up from that Oiler program to go to the Boilermaker. It's funny how those two mascots kind of link up. Um, <laughs> and so – he he did, he did a great job this year. I think he's more of a combo safety. You know, you don't you don't want him solely being a deep third type guy. You kind of want him to play hash the sideline. He can re react driving the ball, kind of like a Jordan Fuller um, that plays for the Rams. I think he's one of these underrated prospects we'll hear more of uh, as you know this draft process rolls along. So Tennessee's laying five. What are you doing, Emory? I love the fact that you said Carl Loftus may not play. We know Tennessee's offense is going to challenge you, your, your depth and your tempo and your ability to adjust on the fly. Lay the points with Tennessee. I think their offense will take care of it. All their guys are going to play. All, all their guys of note, they're going to play. So I, I like Tennessee in this spot. Okay. Now let's get to the college football playoff semifinals. Should be awesome. It's the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. Cotton Bowl is at 3.30. It is Cincinnati and Alabama. Alabama is favored by 13 and a half points. What, what are the matchups that you're going to be looking at, Emery? What are you excited about about this game? I'm excited about the, the uh, potential out there on the perimeter. And on the perimeter, I'm talking about wide receiver versus defensive backs, um, Alabama's receivers versus – defensive backs of Cincinnati. That's a pro versus pro matchup. Quietly, Cincinnati got pros at at corner and at safety, and they have a pro at, at pass rusher, you know, um, and, and my Jay Sanders. So this is a, a legit scary matchup for Alabama because where Alabama wants to live is where Cincinnati thrives and has pro talent out there on the field. And the, the coaching strategy is going to be key here and, and who can make the key adjustment. So, I think this game will have to be won by Cincinnati up front. I know that says a lot. You're going to Alabama's offensive line um, has has had its ups and downs. Cincinnati's defensive front can really pressure the quarterback. I think that's going to be key here. And on offense, I look at Cincinnati's ability to to they have the dual threat quarterback, which tends to give Alabama some some conflict. Um, but they also have the ability to to strike quick with the explosive run game. Their run game, I think, is better than Alabama's run game. So we're going to see Alabama's defensive front seven be put to the ch- test by this this run game of Cincinnati, which includes their quarterback. So this is just a fantastic matchup on both sides of the ball. I guess I don't understand. Like, Cincinnati's quarterback will go day two at worst in Desmond Ritter. He's been starting forever. 
You mentioned both corners or top 10 corners in the NFL draft. You mentioned my Jai Sanders. Alec Pierce at receiver is a total stud. I, I guess, I mean, maybe it's just the conference thing, but it's weird to me that the spread is Alabama on DraftKings Sportsbook. Alabama laying 13 and a half points. I mean, Cincinnati's 22 and one the last two years. Their only loss was to Georgia in the Peach Bowl last year. A game, let's be honest, they totally choked and blew at the end. I mean, they they were winning that game the whole time. They should have won it. They lost 24-21 on a game-winning field goal. But I, I feel like people don't realize, Emery, the amount of really good players that Cincinnati has. Exactly. And this game feels a lot like that Utah-Alabama game a, a few years ago, a you know, maybe about 10 years ago when – Alabama came into the Sugar Bowl, you know, bolsterous and, and really good. And you, Utah was playing the role of Cincinnati, and they took it to Alabama because that defense was aggressive. They had pro dudes on defense. Um, I, I see this one being well under that 13-and-a-half-point spread. You're right. I don't understand why this game on a, on you know, against the spread is this big of a, of a discrepancy because we just saw them play a really good Georgia SEC team last year. We know – this team, in a one-game situation, you know, opening up the playbook, is they're, they're going to bring their A game and play their best game against Alabama, which, to me, is a one-dimensional offense, not in a negative sense because their run game is not good, um, not up to Alabama standards. So they're going to have to win out on a perimeter, which is where Cincinnati is strong. So that, to me, screams – a very closely contested ball game. Definitely take Cincinnati in the points here. It should be a fantastic matchup that'll come down to the wire once again. Totally agree with everything you just said right there. Um, I will say, uh, before we get to Georgia and Michigan, that if you're looking for more picks, picks-wise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Georgia is favored by seven and a half against the Michigan Wolverines. It's the nightcap starts at seven 30. It's the orange bowl. What do you got Emery tight game here? Uh, you know, I feel like this is a very, very good matchup an even matchup. Um, and you don't say Georgia got exposed against Alabama, but they showed some leakage in their, in their ability to protect the quarterback. Stetson Bennett was under the rest all throughout the game. Michigan does a great job of applying pressure. We know Michigan can run the football, so their offensive line against Georgia's defensive line is probably the best matchup to watch throughout the game. I know scouts will be you know, intent on watching that because of what Georgia brings up front and how Michigan can run the football. So for Michigan, it's going to be what can you do out on the perimeter if Georgia is able to do what Georgia has done basically all throughout the season, stop the run. Can McNamara and company make plays consistently in the passing game? 
that's going to be the biggest key. And Georgia's secondary has been, you know, the the big, I don't want to say weakness in terms of they're terrible, but they're, you can't run against Georgia. So teams that have been able to throw the football have found some opportunities against that secondary. So that's the matchup there as well. All things being considered, another one of these games is going to come down to the wire. I, I just love the pairing of these two uh, football teams. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be awesome. I mean, Michigan won the Joe Moore Award as the best O-line in college football, and they ran over Ohio State. I don't know they're going to run over Georgia, but I certainly think they're going to try. And either way, I think it's a low-scoring game. I mean, Michigan's got two, like, top ten picks at the end. Right. I, I'm surprised again that Georgia's laying the seven and a half. I, I like the underdog. Uh, maybe the SEC teams come out and kill them and – I look foolish, but I like Michigan in the point. Seven and a half, I'll take that. I think it's a, I think it's going to be a great game. Are you going to be more than a touchdown? I'm taking it. Yeah, it's, I'm with you because this screams four-point game in either direction, three or four-point game. Um, and Michigan, like you said, they're good where Georgia is good. So it should be a stalemate, and now you focus on a perimeter and who's going to make plays in Michigan – has a very good defense. It, it's going to be fast. So we saw what they did against Ohio State's wide receiving core uh, and Georgia. It, it's, it's listen. Don't sleep on potentially a Michigan Cincinnati national championship game because it definitely could happen. Because these are two really good matchups where you can see the underdogs both winning in these situations. Check him out on social media. That is the key at F Ball Game Plan on Twitter. Obviously, he's been a longtime YouTube guy, football game plan on YouTube. We are YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. You can actually get a little cameo video from me if you subscribe to our YouTube page and make a comment. And then footballgameplan.com slash 2022 draft guide. It's time. I mean, we got all the all-star games coming up. It's bowl season. It's time to order your footballgameplan.com slash 2222 draft guide. Other than that, the keg is kicked. We are all tapped out. Thanks for listening to the College Draft Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Fantasy Feast, Even Money, and the Business of Sports. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 